it's Doc in the edit shed. And if I'm here this early in the episode, you know something's gone terribly wrong. Uh, not so much terribly wrong as loud wrong, which is what we turned out to have been about our FIBA semi-finals preview, which is always what's going to happen when you record an hour before tip-off of the semi-finals. So, uh, good luck to USA and Canada in the third place playoff. Uh, it turns out that weird Balkan energy is undefeated. Uh, over to you, past us. Well, it's a dynamic duo, but we back again. Another rapper's DJ, the better package. Then you're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack when you want. And it's stealing your lunch, money to search. But if you look just a touch, maybe by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? We got a strong man to be. Freedom to swing a hammer. That's the only thing that Australia funds these days. Swing a hammer or swing a fucking drive a mine truck. Shoot feral cats. Are we talking about rugby league again? Um, Mad Monday didn't get that badly. Uh, I guess there's there's rugby league finals on this weekend. I have no idea other than Brisbane and Penrith are supposed to be okay. Uh, Penrith have pl- uh, got the Waz in the 1-4. And Brisbane have got Melbourne in the 2-3. And a whole bunch of teams that will lose are in the they're in the five, eight, and seven, six, seven games. Did, did I see a weird stat that Melbourne have beaten Brisbane like twelve times in a row in Brisbane? Well, a, keep, Brisbane have been toilet. An outlier. And, until this year, Brisbane was shit. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah, it's shit for a good true. ten years. It, that was a really good, really, really, really good ten years, to be honest. Uh, but no, I mean that's that's why it wasn't for the evolution. Um, you know, South farted their way out from being number, being first in the ladder round 11 to not making the playoffs. So well, my interests are limited to whether the Wars can get up. They might get a second chance next week. Well, it seems like rugby union's over in the Southern Hemisphere. So well, it's not looking good in New Zealand after they got... I guess, do you count South Africa in the Southern Hemisphere? I mean, you kind of have to count South Africa as a Northern Hemisphere team uh, now because they their franchise rugby is played in the um, in, in the European context now. And you can, it certainly seems to have done them a hell of a lot of good. I did see briefly crash across Facebook, you know, someone decrying the fact that they, they were carrying nine Fords on the, on their bench. And I'm like, but they can all probably run like 11, five and throw a fucking cutout pass. Like who, like the, the days of there being completely different body types for football players in rugby league and rugby union is well, pretty no, much gone. Rugby league, certainly. Rugby Union, they still yeah. have them chunky boys. They still have those big chunguses with no necks. Oh, the, the, doing the front, that propering. The front row, sure. But, like, is there that much difference between a lock and a centre in Rugby Union? I wouldn't think so. Uh, I think it's it's much more than it is in league where, where yeah. you, they just talk about edge players and fucking middles these days rather than, you know, centres and second rowers and whatever else. The, the boys played touch in the in the halftime game of the Titans Canterbury on the weekend and yeah it was noticeable that the Titans fullback was the only player that was you know distinguish 
distinguishable by his slightly different body type on the whole field. Otherwise, everyone else was roughly the same shape. Yeah, they just came um, off the same assembly line. It, yeah, yeah, it's you know, Alan Langer would definitely not exist in the modern NRL. That's for sure. Mm, that, that's um, fucking. Peter Sterling wouldn't exist. A lot of these little players, Cliffy Lyons might, he was a bit bigger, but yeah. Like, like all those creatives halves, right? Yeah. Like, like none of them would, they just get smashed out of the game. Yeah. Um, and and like- Is the game better for it? I would argue not. It's funny because uh, I realised I was watching probably one of the least important games of the whole rugby league season, the Titans and, and Canterbury in the last round. But, you know, I follow the rugby league eye test and these other guys that are very passionate about their rugby league and I keep reading all this stuff about, you know, rugby league's evolved and is a different game now and there's much more creativity and coaching. And both teams ran pretty much the same shit that Wayne Bennett was running for the Broncos the last time I was really interested in rugby league. Like, that can't be that much creative. If But might that correlate to their league position? Given that neither of them are yeah, going to be it's like, troubling the, um, the the schedulers for the uh, for the finals. Yeah, true, and you know maybe if I watch Brisbane Penrith, I would I would be surprised. But well, you'd be very surprised because um, they're not playing each other until the grand final. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, there is some basketball to talk about. Why are we talking about rugby? There is a bit, although um, we we are in an awkward position uh, in that the the semifinals of the of the FIBA. The, the Fibonacci's uh, tips off in about forty minutes. So by the time this actu- this yeah. um, this is released to the humans who listen to it, uh, you guys are going to know who the semi-finalists are, and we certainly don't. So um, you're better informed than us. No change there. Then on the Bulls podcast, I'm Doc Bezo. There's our cold open. Who's who's the trade target for OKC to push them up the ladder a bit? Like. But they officially have to accelerate their project a little bit, considering how well Shea and to a to a lesser extent Giddy went at this World Cup. Like they can't fuck around anymore, can they? Even Dort Dort's played awesome. Like, so, so what, why do they need to trade for anybody? This is the year oh, they have a run with this like, tribe. This is this is their year to have the run that the, the the Kangs had last year. The Nuggets had a couple of years ago. I'm just wondering whether. The, they need to con- okay. So, well, KCP is the perfect person I'm talking about, right? Do they need to consolidate one of the young guys and some picks for a KCP professional type, fifth best player, sixth best player, Bruce Brown, rather than running a an 18 year old fresh faced kid in that seventh eight spot? Or do you think their talent's just going to develop enough naturally that they'll jump up anyway? I at this stage a more prepared podcast than ours would probably go and look at the, the OKC roster and figure out who would be who is already there. But um, yeah. I don't. Well, they they've care got Dort, enough to Dort, check. Giddy, okay. Giddy's now a, a several year professional. Shay's been in the league many years. How senior yeah. do you need your but fucking that, veterans to be? Well, I get and, and I guess Dort's sort of the KCP piece, right? Like he's Dort. he's sort of their home their homegrown guy like that. And Fun fact. I, I suppose. Lugens Dort, according to um, his measurements, is exactly the same height and weight as Donald Trump. <laughs> according to what Donald Trump was, the figures that were reported in Donald Trump's uh, mugshot. Uh, 6'3", 219 just, pounds. Just, just distributed slightly differently. I, I dare say they don't measure when you, they take a mugshot. They just get people to write down what they reckon. Yep. Yeah, it's like Durant's six ten or whatever he yeah. is, or or Wemby's um, obsession with being seven three rather than seven five. 
Yeah, there's a young... Who's the young kid that's been playing... There's a 16-year-old and he's... Oh, I can't remember that. Was he playing for Lithuania? And he's been tearing it up and he's like 16. He's already 7'2". And playing, you know, pretty acceptably in FIBA basketball. Yeah. It's like, man, that's a little bit scary. Upsettingly tall white people, probably Lithuanian. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, so the semis are Germany and Latvia? Is that right? Or was that no, the no, no, Germany and the Germany and the US. Germany and the Seppos. Germany uh, have played Latvia two days ago. And, and Canada and Canada and fuck, I should know this. It's not Serbia because they knocked Serbia out, and it's not it's not Latvia because they're gone. It's not Lithuania because they're gone. Who are we missing? In thirty oh. seconds, I'll open the uh, TVNZ Plus schedule. Uh, Serbia versus Canada is semi final one. Uh, USA Serbia. versus Germany Slovenia, is semi-final Slovenia. Oh, Slovenia. Slovenia. Uh, my Slovenia. Yeah, and my Slovenia. Team yes. mum. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Croatia are standing in between them to separate them. Um, yeah, Serbia, Canada. Team ref, win- team ref whinging got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> team United Nations powder blue helmets. Um, uh, yeah, USA, Germany is tomorrow New Zealand time. I think it follows immediately on afterwards. Yeah. Let's hope Dennis Schroeder got his bad game out of the way and he'll return to being this white hot force. I very much doubt it. I think I think the US have probably got some guys oh, that can slow yeah. him down in the guard yeah. position. I think we we I mean we're getting that USA Canada final. I think unless the Canadians get absolutely stuffed by some kind of weird Balkan fucking energy um, in half an hour's time, and we don't know. So don't don't ask us. It it is. Interesting that a whole heap of these European, like I think as much as the NBA has become a much more worldwide league, at the same time, uh, the European leagues have gotten better, even though they've had their top talent sort of pillaged even more than before, because it's a whole bunch of guys that... What do you put that down to? uh, I think it's role, right? Like a lot of these guys, like I was listening to the Hoop Collective this week and they're saying, oh, such and such, you know, played for the Knicks or this guy played for... And I'm like, fuck, man, I never knew these guys played. So they were obviously either contracted, came over and sat on the end of the bench and did nothing and then went, screw this, I'm actually... I'm actually a starter level basketball player. I'm going to go back and you know I don't don't want to be the seven eighth guy on the fucking tenth place Knicks. I'm going to go back and play for Real Madrid or you know a Turkish team or an Israeli team or whatever, and actually get 38 minutes a game playing in a starter's role. But that actually is probably much more valuable to their national sides than them being the eighth ninth guy on the. On the King's bench or the yeah. or the Thunder bench. There's also a rising tide element to it too. You know the fact that there all these teams are finding all these. You know the, the these NBA teams are sending scouts to fucking Christ knows where uh, to find these players and yeah. all and these these colleges and these AAU teams are finding all they're unearthing more potential players who are in the system. They've got to go somewhere. <laughs> you know whether it's whether yeah. it's Europe. You know whether it's you know, there's more throughput of quality players because I think development pathways are better than they were back when it was just America plus the leftovers. And Americans are much more likely to travel now. They're much more likely to go and play in Europe because there's an opportunity to extend their career beyond. Because it used to just be you play in college, you either go to the NBA or you fucking maybe, you know, very few of them might go down to Australia to be a pro. But apart from that, you know, it didn't tend to be a thing that people did. Well, I was flicking through a draft guide for next year and 
I was struck how different it was from ones I'd seen in previous years in that uh, probably half the draft guide was either G League or NBL players. Like there was six, I think there was six people from NBL teams and not all Australians, right? These are mm. all next rising stars. stars. Yeah, next stars. or and, and some of them had played a year in college and gone, nah, this isn't actually the best way to prepare myself for a, for a proper NBA career, even as a role player. I'm going to go and get seasoned in a professional league. Um, so the the world the the sort of natural pathways have changed a lot, and I guess that flows both ways, right? That flows, you know, if you're a college player and you want to have a professional career, but you're not good enough to even be, you know, a perennial bench player on an NBA side, or maybe you just feel like you want to play 25 minutes a game, like, and be a professional. Well, go and play in Europe. Like, some people are not not sort of cut out for that role player style game like that's not their strength so you know dr- drop down a level and be the sort of player that you are and still be a professional like being a professional basketball player in Europe sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me I don't know I reckon that wouldn't be a bad life so what you're saying is that Nick Young or Jordan Poole should really be playing for Red Star Belgrade or something they should be dominating at a lower level um I don't know whether they've got um the right temperament, but like, I guess CJ McCollum's brother, is it Earl McCollum? It is probably a, like a, a, a good example of this where, you know, he I had no had idea we were still making Earls. <laughs> like, uh, Earl is got- an RSL fucking a bolo club name. That's a bolo captain. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like his brother's an NBA player, so he's at least going to get looked at you know, someone's going to give him a two-way or something simply because of his last name, and he's like, "No." This is how Chris Smith ended up on the Knicks for many years. Well, uh, well, Jr. was yeah, there. yeah. Was it Chris? Well, I think another you know, dude. There's, there's a whole a whole bunch of Greek slash Nigerian. I was going to say, yeah, masters dominating for the fucking for the the Greek national team. I should say, shouts to Earl Bamba, who's the only other modern Earl I could think of, multiple Lamar winner, uh, and dude from a farm out back of Vanganui. Uh so I think Canada US would be really fun. Um, it, it's funny because it's not just it's not just the US that, that the star powers. You know, there's a whole heap of other dudes that could be playing for these teams that would make them better. So um, the, the the funny one this this week in the NBA podcast has been, man, the US really need a center. <laughs> I wonder uh, which way Joel Embiid's going to jump. Is he going to go France or is he going to go? The US. Well, it's so. interesting to see the media, the media machine warming up. It's like this, this being the entree essentially the, to the the Sandown Five Hundred to the Olympics Bathurst. It's almost as though the whole media narrative machine is warming up to say, "Look, we need to to get a groundswell of support behind uh, Joel Embiid uh, playing for for Australia for New Zealand." Fuck, what are we talking? <laughs> what country are we talking about? The United States. That would States. be awesome. Because um, I, I was thinking at the moment, it was I'd also I'd also see news stories about you know why Australia needs Ben Simmons, and in a way the Australian result plays into that. It actually helps them out. You know, it's almost like you lose the battle to win the war. You don't make the quarterfinals. You say, oh look, look, we actually need you, Ben. You bet. You know, assuming he actually turns out and plays the way that he can play next year, then he can ride in as a fucking hero. Yeah. Everyone can say, get on you, Ben, and he can. And he says he wants to play for Australia. It's about fucking time he actually did. But this is the moment. If it's if it's not that, if it's not this Olympics, it's never. Yeah, that that article was a little bit like I, I realize he's playing the media game, but like we sort of forget that 
these guys can get pretty fucking broken. And like hearing him, hearing him talk about not being able to walk up the stairs, like yeah, I mean his back was fucked. Great. That's the thing. He got a lot yeah. of he got a lot of shit for his brain, but his back was fucked. And you wonder whether his back was, you know, yeah. how bad his, how long his back was fucked, you know, earlier in his career. For yeah, well, it worked out all well for Philly, I guess. So no. No, no biggie. No, I was going to say no. No, it didn't. No, it absolutely didn't. I just, like, you you and I have not been the biggest Maury fans, but, man, Karma is just biting really hard right now. Well, it's, it's biting him yeah. and it's biting the Sixers. As the, as the architects of Suck, as the people who decided to trade on the idea that, oh, look, we'll, we're, just, we're just, you know, exploiting a market inefficiency, you know, just like... Not to make it too dark, but just like the fucking Nuremberg guard saying we were just following orders, you know, because we were just following incentives, you know, not the fact that it was completely immoral and disgusting that that you know they decided just to fucking lose and trash their club forever. Yes, I just I just called Sam Hinkie a Nazi. What of it? But the thing is, right, the Thunder have sort of done the same thing, right? Not sort of. They absolutely. Haven't done it without, like they haven't done. If you if you went back and listened to, like, I don't know why you would ever find this, but. I can remember us clowning Philly for like doing this as a as a spreadsheet, right? Like not actually trying to build a team. Whereas you know the Thunder rehabilitated Chris Paul. They you know had Al Horford sit, but he was still around the club and and provided that veteran presence. Yeah, they they didn't just see it yeah, as no. A, we've often said that OKC learned. Yeah, OKC, learned, we've got a big delay here. I apologise for talking over you. You might have noticed, listeners, that when we're actually in the across the same desk, we never spoke over each other. It was perfectly fine. It's, it's not that I'm a complete cunt. It's just that the the, the, the delay means that it's a, diff, a little bit difficult. The Australian to pick up. internet. Yes. Oh, well, it might be the New yeah. Zealand internet because everybody in this house is probably streaming something. Um, what were we talking about again? Um, yeah, well, we all, we have often said, you know, that OKC learned from the one thing that that Philadelphia did wrong. Well, you know, the, the big error, which was just to assemble a team and not give a single fuck about about veterans. OKC figured out, oh no, we still have to train these kids to play basketball, and that's why they kept Chris, the Chris Pauls and the Al Horfords around, and why they even looked after the the old vets who were never going to play a minute for them, like when. Um, when Mello went there, he got traded uh, there as a dump, and he and he he they, you know he worked out in their in their rooms and all that kind of stuff. You look after people, um, but but you know they. The other thing is that you didn't have Pablo Torre writing a fucking ESP in the magazine feature all about how brilliant Sam Presti was for coming up with this idea of losing on purpose. There wasn't this fucking yeah. narrative around around how much cleverer. Uh, Philadelphia would than everybody else, which is essentially the the ongoing failure of Philadelphia gave OKC cover to keep doing the same kind of thing on a lower profile uh, scale. That's right. Presty's just cruising along going, oh, no, don't, don't like mention really. us. We're not here. Yeah. Which you can do in, in Oklahoma City. You can't really do that on the eastern seaboard of the United States. That's true. It would be much harder to do this as the Lakers or even the Oh, Celtics. impossible. It would be impossible to do yeah. an OKC style, multi-year rolling tank, rolling rebuild. The, the Lakers so, can't do that. Well, the, the the Lakers though only really got pulled out of that death spiral by LeBron deciding that he wanted to live in their city. Yeah, like, but they were never trying to do he, that kind of rebuild. It was just that no. they they just sucked, which yeah, <laughs> was something the uh, that the Knicks had proven that you could do in a big market for many years. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know whether this is just a, a personal experience, but do you reckon the the Twitter slow, slowly circling the toilet is bad for the NBA? Because I'm really missing that water cooler, uh, you know, seeing all the, like, you know, the important people as well as idiots like us, dis- you know, discussing different aspects of the... And I, I find that the Harden and Dame thing this time around, because it's, I've only sort of been consuming it through podcasts, has been a lot more tedious. Like, it's a lot more, you know, sort of serious punditry and without Twitter there to provide the stupid jokes and the, and the dumb shit around the, the whole topic. Yeah. I've gotten tired of it a lot, a lot quicker. And it just doesn't seem like that sporting... Um, Nexus is formed on any of the other platforms, no. but it's definitely like like I've I've still got my my basketball um sort of list that I go back and there's just no one there. No, <laughs> I don't know where they've all gone. I think they've all sort of decided that social media is not for them and they fucked off altogether. But it's it's not on Twitter anymore. But it, I I haven't found where it is. It's not on any of the other three bloody social media sites that I'm trying. I think it's migrating to Blue Sky, but the thing is that it was dying anyway because, and it wasn't just because Elon Musk is a fucking idiot, uh, but it's partly that. But it was also because the culture of of it being small enough that you could make these jokes and not have a fucking diatribe of fuckwits in your mentions going, not getting the joke and all that kind of shit, which which, that sort of thing happened in 2013, but that sort of thing is, is the overwhelming response in 2023. That I think it was dying anyway, and I don't think we're ever going to get back fucking 2015 NBA Twitter, fucking Rob Lopez no. and and you know Dragonfly Jones and you know all the or even some like HP you know, Paroxysm and Howard Beck tweeting. and all yeah. and and all those guys were like interacting with the community, right? But part of the attraction was because it was much smaller. It was a smaller group, and it wasn't. Yeah. All, it didn't have all these other screaming fuckwits. I suppose the other thing is that the number of people for which that was their NBA watching experience is vanishingly small. So you know, for yeah. us, it sucks. But it was never driving. You know, not not to go all Ethan fucking Sherwood fucking Strauss, but it was never driving ratings on ABC on the Saturday night game. Mm. It'll I don't know very... how all the dudes, you know, the all, all the dudes who who are still mates with Ethan are still mates with Ethan. I just don't understand how they continue yeah, to that's, hang with him. That's, he's just a weird. That's all. He's just a weird kind of one. That one. But then you know Zuckerberg and and Elon exist in the world. So yeah, but uh, I mean, it. I suppose we all have friends who've left the premises politically. I suppose, or or do th- you know do or say or believe things that make you think. Fucking hell, if we didn't have a pre-existing relationship, I don't think we'd continue to be friends on that basis. And maybe that's maybe that's Ethan Sherwood Strauss to the um the, the Count the Dings crew, we'll call them. The yeah. Zach Harpers and Amin El Hassans and things like that. I can't say Amin's last name. I don't know why. Hey, um, shouts to um the most innovative coach in Australian sport at the moment, Angelos Postacoglu of the uh Tottenham Hotspurs who has taken the most staid, turgid, and stodgy team in all of the 92 fucking professional clubs in England and Wales and has made them play some fucking football. Um, This this is the fucking the work of, of some kind of superhero. Is anyone going to learn anything from it, do you think? Like, in, no! What, what inevitably happens is people try and copycat the style without actually thinking, 
Well, maybe I just don't have to do exactly the same as every other person. Maybe I could try something different. But I think the um, thing with Ange is that you're not cop- it's not the style necessarily that you need to copy because what he plays is, you know, attacking football, but it's not it's nothing revolutionary. I think what you need to copy is the personality. You need to copy the way he conducts himself, the way he's you know, the way he supports his players, but he doesn't, you know, he's not their fucking dad sort of thing. I'm not yeah. sure you can copy that. I think the the thing you learn from Ange at Spurs Example is don't be wedded to just recycling the same old fucking European coaches because prior to that they'd had Antonio Conte and they'd had uh, who'd been fired from everywhere and they had Nuno who was fired from Wolves and they'd had Jose Mourinho and they'd been obsessed with getting these big name you know high profile coaches and Angie's not that but they they need to be looking for coaches where the good coaches are not just in terms of the the name recognition stuff and that takes a lot of fucking bravery on behalf of the ownership. So it'd be interesting to see if there are more teams that are willing to roll the dice on unproven coaches from smaller leagues and whether and what kind of owner. Will it be like the American hedge fund style dudes who are more willing to play, you know, analytically? Or will it, you know, it's more likely to be those guys than the guys, you know, the the billionaire egotists like your Todd Bowleys or someone like that. But there's also a bit of the anti-Maury there who, you know, just believes you know, talent plus talent plus talent equals chip. And you're dealing with human beings. Yeah, we know that doesn't work in football. But but you're dealing with human beings. And it was funny, I was talking to one of my assistant coaches this morning and we were talking about, you know, how it's still in touch and and in a lot of other sports as well. It seems revolutionary that you can be nice to your players, that you don't have to be this screaming asshole, that you can actually try and build their confidence in themselves and their teammates. And it's like that that just seems as natural as breathing to me. Yet you you still get coaches in very high positions like someone will make a mistake and they'll come off and the coach will scream at them, you're a fucking idiot, why did you do that? It's like I just don't see how that helps in that moment or in any moment. I think coaching um, styles because- are like parenting styles. A lot of them are handed down and you know, yeah. a lot of them aren't very wise thought, thought through. They just do what was done to them and they propagate it forever, unfortunately. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, a good coach doesn't necessarily equal success, right? Like you you can't take a bunch of absolute numpties and give them a really good coach and expect them to win the premiership. They might overachieve. but uh, and, and also you can have enough talent and enough money, especially in football, I guess, where you can probably have a pretty – pretty average coach and still do pretty pretty well. Um, well, PSG have proven that's not true. You know, they, they keep, you know, yeah, yeah. When, when they just keep failing over and over again, uh, it's usually because they're – and it's usually because the really good players realise they're much better at their job than their coach is, uh, yeah. and, and they revolt. That's, that's a really tough I've, – I've seen that happen a few times. And that happened in the, uh, the, the Spanish uh, women's national team. I mean, they knew they were yeah. much better at their job than than, than the, the fucking teacher's pet guy was, who's now been fired, the only guy to lose his job over this bullshit. Fucking Rubiales yeah, is still it's, hanging it's, in like a bad stench. So, so they had like 10 players not play for the national side because of that coach, still managed to win the World Cup despite having what seems like an absolute clusterfuck of an off-field <laughs> setup mm. and a coach that wasn't particularly liked. Uh it should almost be a case study. Well, and now um, none of them are willing to play, despite yeah. the, they, they've basically sacked 
Vilma in the hope that they will bring the players back, but none of them want to play. Like, none of the ones who are eligible for selection for the Spanish national team want to play. The Spanish team has to play a qualifier for the Olympics in about four days, probably less than that when you were here. They are not guaranteed entry to the Olympic tournament because the Olympic tournament and the World Cup are separate. They have to play these games in order to make the Olympics. The World Cup team not playing the Olympics would be uh, uh, unprecedented. Hence why the the Football Association uh, backtracked furiously from Rubiales' comment, said, I'm sorry we supported him quite so vigorously, Um, fired the coach, replaced him with... with, It's it's the first time uh, any Spanish team has appointed a woman as as a coach. So... We are making fucking strides here in Spanish football, thank Christ. We're coming yeah. from a long way back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just the World Cup didn't finish that fo- that long ago and they've had like almost a complete revolution. It's cool the, as hell. The, this is this is their the real World Cup win, is that they've they've retaken the fucking federation off off these greasy fucking sleaze bags. I mean greasy in terms of their their sleaziness, not because of their I'm not making a, a cheap a fucking ethnic slur about Spanish Dutch. Racial joke, yeah. But they're cunts, though. Um, I mean, we can probably say that. Anyway, Andrew Spurs are doing really well. Right. Yeah, second on the ladder. Yep. How do they them. stack up in terms of financial backing? Uh, not the biggest. They did spend a... They're having to pay off an incredibly expensive stadium that will... Stadium, that's right. That's Bring them in a lot more of. money because they've, yeah. th- they've built this huge stadium and they have a deal with the NFL to host... NFL games there. So whenever whenever the NFL bring games yeah, over. There's like, like four of them this year or five? They, they usually have like at least three or four games in London every year. And I think that most of them are at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, and they have like a special pitch that they slide in for those and slide it back out again so it doesn't fuck up the, uh, the soccer pitch. So, Good turf, uh, yeah. Ironically, the team that's – there is an NFL team that – that is always being mentioned as being the team that is most likely to be moved to London. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars who are owned by the guy who owns Fulham, which is a different <laughs> London team. <laughs> so that would be slightly awkward if the owner of Fulham has a, has a team that has to play out of the out of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But uh, you get that other big jobs. And that family also owns AEW Wrestling, so they have lots of interesting uh, financial interests. Do you know it's not that easy to find like a Wrestling. list of the a list of like the tiers of English football. I've tried to look for this before, right? So what do you no, I want to see who's in the Premier League, like who's in the second league and who's in the, the league under the second league and who's in the you know How's that difficult to find? I mean, does this Google not work on your computer? No, because like you've got the Premier League, right? What's the second league? Yeah, the Premier League stand alone. They have their own brand. They're not going to tell you about what goes on in the rest of the football league. But if you yeah. if, if you Google English Football League EFL, that's the structure yeah. that has the next three tiers, which is the Championship, where your Leeds run oh. Leeds runners, it's a rugby league team, where Leeds are, and then League One and League Two. So these were formerly back in the days when when the Premier League was. The first division. These were divisions two, three, and four. And then beyond that is what is broadly referred to as non-professional football or conference league football. Um, some of the teams down there are better than teams that are in oh. you know, league two. But that's where Wrexham came from, the team that uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhole Mac- um, owned. They got promoted into the professional divisions from non-league football, but they were, you know, they obviously had a budget that was bigger than some of those teams in, in league two. So what are they in league 
They're in League Two Three or something, are they? Yeah, they're in League Two. They're 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 they're, in, they're, in, they're, in, they're in one of the the the, the ninety two professional football clubs. Yeah, they're, they're in the, they're in the top one hundred teams in in England, and they're they're a decent team because yeah, right. they've got a decent budget and they're well organised. And uh, but the funny thing about it is all the people who complain whenever somebody tweets about a live score update from a Wrexham game, they're like, "You're spoiling the Netflix show for next year." The other the next the next season and and um, the same thing happened with the Formula One show too. Like spoilers, I don't want to hear that Max won this race. They're going to struggle uh, to make a watchable show out of this this year's season. I have to say, Max has won ten Grand Prix in a row. Unwatchable. There's a few good sides, or like a few no- noticeable sides in the in the League One, right? Yeah, well, there's the- Leicester, Middlesbrough. No, that, that that's um that's that's the championship. That's yeah, the one that's sorry, one tier the, below. The next one down. This is yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, Leeds, Leicester, uh, and Southampton got relegated, and those are perennial. Well, uh, you know, Leeds aside, who had been out of the Premier, Premier League, League for a long time, but Leicester and Southampton had been hanging around the Premier League for quite a lot of years. Obviously, Leicester had, had fucking won it in, in you know the last couple of years. But it's interesting; the amount of cycling through is quite remarkable. In Blackburn, this uh, former champions. In the in in the mid nineties, and and they've been down in uh, the championship, and I think they even dropped to League One at one point, uh, much like Leeds did. Um, they they played they were pretty good last year. They were unlucky to miss out on on, um, on promotion. But often the football in the championship is more competitive, and and certainly uh, the entire league is more competitive, top to bottom. Because you know if you compare it to say how much you know Man City are outspending the team at the bottom of the of the Premiership, compare that to how much the you know the team at the top of the Championship are outspending the team who are last of the Championship. It, it you know it wouldn't be anywhere near as much. Hmm. Man, uh, I, I guess I was looking for the EPL Division One. Yeah, and there is no EPL Division One. No, well that that yeah, was the, right. I mean, so so the EPL the Premier League was the first Super League. Because what happened was yeah. Rupert Murdoch gave, you know, recruited the top twenty four at that stage clubs, um, and said we'll give you all this money and we'll put it on Sky and all this sort of stuff. And they managed to figure it out so that it was still part of the football pyramid. But it was the first Super League. That's what that's what Murdoch was planning to do with rugby league in the in the in the mid to late nineties. Except it ended up being a, a competitor yeah. comp instead of being part of the the, the structure. But yeah. um, but that's why it's a separate brand and a separate structure. Yeah, and like like you said, you if you go if you go to the to the to the main page, it's like the rest of English football doesn't exist. You know, there's no link to the championship or no. or league, league two, and it's like all I want to see is the next level. You know, I want to click on the next level down and then click another button to see the next level down. It, that just doesn't seem to exist. Yeah, at least. You know, from the from the official websites, not so. from the EPL website, but if you go uh, to the, the the football league website, then you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, once or oh, Google, yeah. it'll find it. Say, what's the level below Premier League? And they'll say, yeah, La Liga. The- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very good. It's now a feeder league. Very good. Uh, all right, Doc. I'm going to go and drink some um, free whiskey, uh, which is the best type of whiskey. It's not free. And, you um, you earned it. With your blood, sweat, and tears. Earned it. Yes, I guess so. Well, it's I've been fu- furiously researching so I can fuck it up this year. So, well, my mistake has been the last two years actually researching. So I'm just going to go on vibes. This is vibes. Just complete vibes. Well, at least we. At least yeah. The year will sneak up on us because I mean, the fucking NFL started this week. Like in yesterday, yeah. it started today. It was like fuck. 
where did that come from? But uh, so it won't yep. be long before the basketball starts again. Yep. Training camps next week, I think, or the week after. I don't know. I'm not going. So, yep. <laughs> don't like camping. All right. See you, Doc. Cheers. Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs>